0: CEO of Answer Media. He wishes he would have had a little bit more vision and really been clear about it and acted on that more or or sooner, uh, earlier on. He's now, again, building the company Answer Media. They start off as really an ad network, uh, processing north of eight figures in terms of volume, ad volume every single year. They're scaling other product lines, including an in-house design studio specifically for video content, which obviously is a hot space. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich Hello, everyone. My guest today is Lauren Wilson. He is the uh, co-founder and CEO of a company called Answer Media. He spent the last 18 years involved in building consumer-facing application, monetizing page views, and working with publishers. He brings extensive startup experience and leadership to his role as CEO of Answer Media. Previously, he was part of the management team at iModule Software, a startup technology provider that sold to private equity, and later with Litmus Media, an online search advertising startup that was acquired by Inuvo. All right, uh, Lauren, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so I think I got part of your bio wrong. Were you were you the founder of the company, or you joined later as CEO?
1: Yeah, so uh, so I started the company with another uh, entrepreneur, Eric Hazen. We started uh, going on about six years ago now.
0: Okay, good. So so you found it with a buddy. Um, you've scaled it. Now, is this more an ad tech play, or is are you selling like a monthly subscription to the ad tech world?
1: Yeah, more of an ad tech play. We like to consider digital media and ad tech because there's a kind of a combination of things that we got going on with some owned and operated sites that we've got uh, uh, investments in. Uh, We've got a video studio where we go out and help publishers create uh, video content, uh, customized video content, which ultimately creates more video ad inventory. Um, And then we've got a number of tech solutions that help publishers uh, really around monetization primarily, but, uh, you know, and more of an agnostic tech play that uh, contributes to increasing yield for publishers. And then uh, the final part is, uh, you know, more of an ad network play connecting buyers and sellers in the video advertising space.
0: So, I mean, there are whole companies focused on just one, like one of those things you just mentioned. What are you, I mean, what is your bread and butter? What makes up, which of those things makes those, makes up the most of your revenue?
1: So the ad network is pretty, pretty sizable. That's kind of where we started, uh, just focusing on connecting publishers and advertisers together. And, and, and we put a lot of folks in video. Early on, going back almost six years now, like I said. Um, so that's where everything really started. But uh, you know, when you're when you're an ad network, you're very squarely in the middle of the ecosystem, right, in the supply chain. And so what we've recognized is that uh you know, ad network oftentimes has a negative connotation. People on uh either end of the spectrum want to figure out ways to cut out ad networks. And and so uh we, we of course have a little bit of a different view and feel that we've add value, but Uh, Either way, there are challenges operating a model like that, and so what we've done is work to diversify, and that's why we've uh, either invested or or worked to launch new product lines that I mentioned um, with tech, with solutions. Um, and and everything revolves around, uh, uh, video advertising primarily and, and, and solutions for publishers primarily.
0: So in the ad network, but let's, let's go back before you launched and kind of diversified. What have you scaled the ad network to? And I I assume you have probably different metrics for this, but maybe give us in terms of total impressions served or total dollars processed through it. Where are you at?
1: Yeah. So it's, you know, it's hundreds of millions of impressions every month. Uh, you know, there's a lot of traffic that goes through. So, you know, in the billions of, of, of opportunities, uh, as we call it, that goes through there and then monetizing, you know, hundreds of millions of, of impressions for video advertising each month.
0: Okay. And generally speaking over the past 12 months, how much like ad dollars did you process?
1: Uh, ad dollars, uh, well into the eight figures. Okay,
0: good. So that would, what's that north, north of 10 million? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and is that, those are, that is, I'm going to make this up. This is a uh, Geico that wants to appear on people.com and you have worked with people to create video content. And then you're also responsible for selling that into Geico.
1: Yeah, more or less. So a lot of this comes um, from the programmatic channel, right? And so you're set up in one of the platforms like AOL, like Rubicon, etc. And so there are deals that are being made. And so, you know, a Geico Advertiser, you may be talking to their agency, you may be talking to them directly, um, and they want to get access to a certain amount of volume for a certain type of, of inventory, right? So and we're talking primarily video for our business, um, and so we set up those connections through those platforms, sell it, uh, sell the inventory that we have available to a geico type advertiser, and we're off and running. So it's not, uh, you know, it's not quite the old uh, traditional IO type uh, business that it used to be. Um, but uh, programmatic works in, in many ways. There's some advantages to it, uh, and, and that's primarily how we do transactions.
0: And generally, what are you charging on a dollar through your platform? And I know you don't, people don't like to be very specific about this, but give me a general range.
1: Yeah, so it's probably a pretty wide range. You know, the CPMs for video are are quite a bit higher, oftentimes three to uh, ten times higher than uh, standard display. So, you know, you're oftentimes talking about, you know, double digits, CPMs. Um, So, you know, wide range, you know, um, uh, you know, certain types of inventory. a uh, mobile for some reason is is still on, uh, on the lower end of the CPM spectrum. So you might see CPMs range from, you know, somewhere around four to $5 all the way up to, you know, 20 plus dollars.
0: And sorry, my question is if you process that $20, you know, placement, mm-hmm. generally you take in 10% of that 20% of that as a fee for using your network.
1: Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So, um, so, so we, you know, we, we work on more of a, uh, yeah, a percentage of the overall revenue. So, um, you know, we're talking, you know, 20, 25% margins typically.
0: Yep. So if you're processing and you're North of this, but if you're processing 10 million bucks through your ad tech, this is just one of your business lines through your ad tech platform. Mm -hmm. It's fair Mm -hmm. to assume you guys are you know, taking, you know, 20% of that at a minimum. So North of 2 million bucks in revenue for you guys just from that one channel.
1: Yeah. So our revenue is, uh, is well into the eight figure. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're recording that as revenue that, uh, that ultimately gets paid from us. The 20% is ultimately what we keep to operate our business.
0: I, like you guys, have never been able to find a project management tool that I love. You know, my blog writers like one thing, my developers like one thing, my designers like a different thing, and it's so difficult to get them all on the same page. So when I had Roy Mann, the CEO of Monday.com on the show, I was pleasantly surprised at what he told me regarding his traction and his growth, and I said, maybe I should try this thing. So we now use Monday.com. I started with the magazine. We've launched the Latka magazine, solely dedicated to SaaS founders. It's the only magazine focused on SaaS and my content writers and my designers worked beautifully together on that project using monday.com for project management. I then said, well, let me give it a real test. Let me see if I can use this for sprints and product cycles with my developers using it as well. And so we did that for Gitlatka on our last release. It worked like a charm. Never before have I been able to find one tool that my developers, my designers, and my writers, and myself can use and be happy with. You know, for me, I do most of my work waiting on the boarding deck about to get on a plane. I have to be able to access this stuff on my mobile device, and it works beautifully. We've been using it for several months now, and I said, Roy, I'd love to introduce this to my audience, but you got to give me a great discount. Make me a great offer. He said, Nathan, okay, fine. If your folks sign up and try it today, we'll give them 10% off all plans if they use this link, nathanlacka.com forward slash Monday. So you can go there, try it for free. And if you decide to start paying, you'll get 10% off. Again, that's nathanlacka.com forward slash Monday. When I talk to ad tech companies, they give me this astronomical revenue number, but like the like 90% of that money is you're just paying, it's just flowing through your, your P and L. You're not actually keeping it. So from a, from a gross profit perspective, you've got 20% of the total ad spend you are processing. And then you're saying as a company revenue wise, when you add up your other revenue streams, you're doing north of 10 million bucks a year in revenue.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's you know that uh, that classification, right? And when you listen to some of the public companies out there like Google and Yahoo back in the day, you know they I think would describe it as like ex-tac, right? The tac meaning the traffic acquisition cost, right? So you're right, the the actual revenue number, which is ultimately the the you know the dollars that flow through and get paid Um, from the advertisers, it, it is a very high number. And then a lot of that goes out to, uh, you know, to your publishing partners. So, um, yeah, that, that's what we're talking about. So
0: why have you made the decision to juggle all of these things versus sell the ad network, relaunch a new company and do the tech play?
1: Well, the ad network is a very health, healthy business. You know, it helps support the, uh, the investments in other areas. Um, you, you know, it provides a value. It, it provides, uh, you know, the opportunity for advertisers to get access to a lot of volume because we're aggregating a lot of different su- uh, supply partners. Um, you know, QPS and volume seems to be as important as anything uh, in the ad ecosystem, Uh, oftentimes, you know, you you hear things related to quality. um, And when you approach advertisers with Things that are pristine quality, but it's on the lower end of the volume spectrum, a lot of times it gets ignored or dismissed entirely. And so volume is a big part of that. That's where ad networks play a, a pretty big role in the ad ecosystem to be able to provide that volume. So But Lauren, you know, no, if,
0: and don't take offense to this, but you're fairly small. I mean, we just had Bill Bill Wise on from MediaOcean, right? And they're doing, you know, five to six billion in terms of in terms of what's going through their platform. If you're in the eight figures, it's fairly small in this space. So how do you win that battle?
1: So we think we win the battle by diversifying and, and being able to you know provide value in, in many different areas. Um, while it sounds like there are a lot of things that we're juggling, it is still very focused, right? We're focused on solutions for publishers in the video space, right? And so when we look at the, the challenges that publishers have, it's obviously monetization and so we can come in and we can help there. Um, and it's a lot of different individual uh, issues related to tech. And so we come in with a few tech solutions. Um, That allow them to increase yield to get access to more inventory that they can sell, whether it's in our marketplace or their direct sales staff going out and selling it access and creating more inventory is a big thing. And that's also what our our studio does. And these things all start to how many people uh, are in your studio, by the way. So we've got more of like uh, what we consider kind of a virtual studio to where we can go in and offer video creation on a budget. So we've got uh, about 200 contributors across the country. These are freelancers. These are, these are freelancers that uh, are, are mobile and can be anywhere that we need to be. Um, otherwise we've got a very small team of about three folks that are running that.
0: That's great. And so when you think about video content, so a lot of people are like, should I start creating exclusive content for like Facebook watch? Or should I, you know, keep creating exclusive content for like YouTube or things like this? I mean, what would your recommendation be to those people?
1: You know, 90% of the publishers that we're working with have their own studio in-house, and they're coming to us because they can't keep up with the amount of work that they have, right? They want to be able to do uh, more videos and create more videos, which leads to more video inventory because there is some success with their sales teams to be able to go out and sell that. So, you know, I don't think it's a bad strategy to incorporate your own studio, your own staff to be able to execute on that strategy. What I would caution is just getting overextended. It's very expensive to do that. And so if you're a, you know, a mid-sized publisher that uh, is going to take a big gamble to invest in a staff and, and a studio – you may think twice because there are other good solutions out there. And, and, and that's where we come in and fill that, uh, fill that gap.
0: All right, Lauren, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's the last business book you read?
1: Uh, I am reading the Twitter book right now. So the Nick Bilton book about Twitter, I'm, I'm about a paragraph in. So I'm going to say that's the the current one and the last one. I can't recall the, the the other ones that I've
0: read. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now?
1: Um, studying or following? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I can't say that there is. Okay. Uh, Mark, Mark Cuban comes to mind. He's in the news right now. So kind of kind of following some of his actions.
0: Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business?
1: Online tool for building a business. You know, we we look at a lot of open source tools. We like some of the lean and 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 uh, open source types type solutions. Name one. Uh, you know, we use the, uh, uh, the solutions that are, uh, uh I forget the, uh, the group that, that runs these, but Jira, uh, Bitbucket, uh, Sightly comes to mind. Those Atlassian. are great tools. Alassian, that's right.
0: Yeah, good. Okay. Bitbucket, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: Oh, uh, wow. So probably six to seven. Okay. That's pretty good. And, uh, what's, yeah,
0: your, si- what's your situation? Married, single, you have kiddos?
1: Uh, so a couple kids, uh, (laughs) divorce. How how many kids? uh, I got two beautiful little girls.
0: Oh, okay, good. So two kiddos and how old are you?
1: Uh, I'm going to be 42 next month.
0: All right, Lauren, last question. Take us back to your 20 year old self. What do you wish you knew?
1: (laughs) That's a great question. Uh, I, I wish I knew, uh, you know, I wish I knew what, uh, Uh, what what was ahead, you know, just to be able to kind of have a vision of uh, what was coming ahead and and be able to plan a little bit better for it. So you you learn, you learn things uh, later in life that uh, you certainly wish you knew younger. So uh, yeah. I wish I had a little bit more vision and, and uh, uh, you know, did a little bit more with it in my 20 years.
0: There you guys have it from Lauren, CEO of Answer Media. He wishes you would have had a little bit more vision and really been clear about it and acted on that more or, or sooner, uh, earlier on. He's now, again, building the company Answer Media. They start off as really an ad network uh, processing north of eight figures in terms of volume, ad volume every single year. They're scaling other product lines, including an in-house design studio specifically for video content, which obviously is a hot space. Lauren, thank you so much for taking us to the
1: top. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it.